going back to Tony Danza podcast episode. Yeah, Tony Danza. Bringing it back to fucking T Dan's. Oh, he's he's JGL's father. In the yeah, movie. that makes sense. I mean, you know, yeah. Um, so I'm drinking a little. We got a special PTC Movie Club episode tonight, so I'm drinking a little themed beverage here. I got Tango Unchained. This is uh, a silent. It is silent. That is a good line of the movie. I like when it gets brought back up later in the movie. Um, Belgian-style dark ale brew with cherries, aged in oak with Brettanomyces. Uh, from 20, 2017, too. I don't think the bottle has the ABV on it, but I'll tell you right now, I've drank half the bottle in. Yeah, it's probably like <laughs> podcast time, baby. Uh, yeah. I will say, Todd, I drank that beer you gave me. Nah, too green for me. Not good. Oh, really? Yeah, it was whatever. Like, it was fine. It I would never buy a, that again. It definitely has a different taste to most beers out there. You know what I'm drinking right now that's really fucking good is this. Yeah, you love Equilibrium. Yeah. Dude, Equilibrium they went down in did. price. They went down in fucking price. It's crazy. Yeah, because it's not selling probably. Cause nobody fucking no way. It's, it's definitely. I mean, the stores that in my account, the accounts that I have, it fucking cranks. Like, people get, like, multiple cases a week. And there's a not, I wish we had this brand because there's definitely a lot of it out there. I mean... Who cares about this right now? Let's get into the meat meat and potatoes of the show here. Welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about beer too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brendan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself, the legendary Mr. Cheese, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Mr. Cheese is a deep cut. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. No, All right, no, I'm just I making sure. I'm just making sure. Are you wearing a Mr. Messy t-shirt? I am. That's kind of what made me just say legendary Mr. Cheese because I was trying to figure out what your shirt was, and it led me to it, it led my brain to you. You said Mr. and you're like legendary Mr. Cheese. I mean, I'm Mr. Messy. Look at me. What is it from? What is what is that thing again? The little miss and little miss and uh, Mr. Men and little miss. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Also joining us this evening is the V a buck villain. Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. You know what I watched last night and uh, watched the in, in its entirety, both seasons. Was yeah, I, I, think you should, I think you should leave or whatever it's called. I said, I think oh. you should leave. I made a man watch. Oh, I loved. It. I already liked what I saw of it, but like we, I made a man to watch the it's its entirety last night. <laughs> Pretty fantastic. Oh, it's great. It's so you're gonna, good. You're gonna swing down to Dan Flashes this week and get a couple of shirts. <laughs> well, I loved. I didn't know Tim Heidecker was in a bunch of episodes too. There's one episode when he's at like uh, they're out there watching the show. Are you surprised that no, he's in not episodes? at all. No, not at all. But like, I didn't know like that the the, the one when they're at the restaurant, and I can't remember what happened in it. But I just remember dying laughing the whole time. It was so uh, good. The alien comes out of the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yes. The guy comes out and he's like, he's like, "Why don't you yeah. say that to my face?" And he's like, so good. It's like a kid. Yes. It's a kid in a sweaty white t-shirt. <laughs> it is a very uh. I feel like it's kind of underrated still. I feel like a lot of people don't know about that. I think it goes over a lot of people's heads too, though. Like they probably I, watch two episodes and they're probably like, eh, what I, is this? I don't know if it goes over people's head. It's just, I think it's definitely acquired taste. I don't think you get, yeah. I don't think you can get a lot of people to watch Tim and Eric either. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it is definitely in the same. Smaller, yeah. yeah. It's in the same yeah. boat where like 
you, you just there are going to be people that just do not like that. Like, for yeah. instance, if I watch that show and Jen's in the room, she's like, no, I can't watch this because it's just like not. Have you ever put it on around it? You should just put it on. Yes, the all the time. <laughs> uh, not not a fan, which fine, whatever. Like you, you like what you like and you, you don't what you don't. But uh, I mean, there's some sketches in there, too, that I can't like that don't do anything for me either. But I think overall, there's some fucking bangers in there uh, and rounding us out. This evening is the Fortnite father, Mr. Dominic Forty. Dom, how are you doing tonight? I took Todd's title. Oh shit, the Disney <laughs> daddy. I mean, technically, you're also the Fortnite father. I mean, there's yeah, not wrong. Right. I was gonna say it's probably way more it's than in, me. In, interchangeable. Uh, wow, what the fuck did I call Todd? The V Buck, V Buck villain. Villain. Have I ever called you that before? No, I was like, okay, I'm the. What? Where guy. did that come uh, from? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't know. I guess we're just we're going deep in the mind palace tonight. I, I pulled out legendary Mr. Cheese on Mike, so I it's that, it's that Django beer that's fucking you all up. I mean, this beer is probably <laughs> like it's been aged in my cellar for five years, so it's probably much stronger than it normally is. Uh, how are you doing, Dom? I'm um, fine. There was a lot of snow today. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's bad out. It's real bad out. Real bad, Steve. Thankfully, though, it's not like on our cars, though. Like the wind's like keeping it off. Yeah, the wind up here is being generous to where the snow is actually landing at my house. Um, But speaking of Steve, I need to know if anyone else knows this because I just found this information out. I am so confused. Steve Harvey has another show that's like him being like a Judge Judge Judge, Judy, yeah, Judge Judge Judy type. This Mm -hmm. is this information that we were aware of. I was. I mean, it's recent. It's a recent show. I don't understand. It, I, I, it's not much old. Is it even a year old yet? I have no idea. Oh. But I caught I caught like uh. five minutes of it. And I'm like, what is happening? Because it seemed like that at least unless I just happened to see see like a very not normal situation on that show. The person that was like the who, who's the person that ends up having to pay? Who's like the person that's the, the wrongdoer? Who's the not is the defendant? Plaintiff? plaintiff is defendant the defendant is. The defendant is the person that is being tried. The the yeah. prosecutor is the. I don't know. I'm not a fucking. This side. isn't a law podcast. Uh, but the person that like got awarded, like clearly this person took the other person to court, and this person got awarded the the money or damages and they or whatever. Are the prosecutor. Sure. Yeah, Dom, Dom. Just pick a few good men for your next movie. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> um, but. On top of the other person having to owe this person whatever it was, like a thousand... my cousin Vinny. That's <laughs> yes. a fucking great movie. Mercy Toga Boy got that Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that person having to owe the other person like a thousand dollars, Steve Harvey's like, I'm also gonna throw in another five thousand dollars. And then, like, everyone was clapping, including the person that also was paying this person. I'm just like, what is <laughs> happening on this fucking show? All right, all right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe maybe the maybe the 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 play here is Mike sue Dom for something obviously not real. Get on the show. Dom will quote unquote pay you, and then Steve Harvey will just throw an extra. Well, no, there's a, there's, there's a guy I follow on TikTok that that's how he became famous. He used to go on those shows, and him and his buddies would work out a whole scheme, and they would go on the shows and fucking sue each other and scam the scam yeah. like the yeah. Judge Judy shows. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. A good flim flam. I'll say that. Yeah. 
So I don't know that that whole thing threw me off immensely. I don't know how he got sidetracked. Oh, because Dom said real good, Steve. Um. Anyways, how do we get sidetracked? Dom made a passing remark, and Brennan's like, "Wait a minute, the gears are turning." Oh, I have thoughts. Anyways, so before we get into tonight's episode, which is a special PTC Movie Club episode, so from this point forward, if you didn't see the title of this episode, you're not sure what's going on, it popped up on Shuffle on your podcast thing. I don't know how podcast aggregators work, because I don't... Can you shuffle podcasts? I don't even fucking know. I'm assuming you can, if you'd like... I don't know. Anyways, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about Django Unchained in entirety. There's no holds barred so if you haven't seen the movie or you don't know what the movie's about and you want to watch it at some point you don't want spoilers of any kind this is your last chance to leave um otherwise we are going to how no holds barred i feel like that's not (laughs) that is it's a it's a valid question yeah i mean i'm not gonna be going that no holds barred i don't think any of us are um no but yeah, I, we're going to talk about Django Unchained, so there's that. But before we get into that, this episode of the Past Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore of Massachusetts on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday evening, you want yourself something hot, something sweet, something tasty, fresh out of the oven, you can head on down to One Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. I don't know if you got cookies this weekend, Mike, but... There is that that French toast one. I went there yesterday and picked up a flight. I How, didn't have them yet, but I got. Oh, okay, okay. I'm surprised you didn't dive right into the French toast. That seems like a that seems like a like a Mike cookie. That's like a Mike oh, special. No, right I there. mean I had gone to Bit Bar first, and then oh, when I was done at Bit Bar. I, I walked Salem by, road. and I was like, "Let me just grab these cookies real quick." And by that point, it was like ten something, and I, w- I think I just got home and fell asleep. Right? Uh, Did that fair. happen to be yesterday? I don't know. Did you? Uh, did you have a puka or something of the like? I did have a puka. I had a puka and I had a danky gang. Oh, shit. Ooh, Mike's fucking shit. living it up right now. Um, so, yeah. So, check them out on social media. at Fatty. If you do, do head down to One huh? Washington Square, let them know. Pass the controller sent you. Um, other housekeeping things. I don't know. We get a bunch of new videos up of first play stuff on our YouTube channel. So, if you want to check out uh, first hour of gameplay for paparazzi or nobody saves the world or Windjammers 2 you can check those out and since this is the pt's movie club episode for january the next pick is for february which is dom's dom do you want to reveal what your movie pick is uh, i'll reveal it at the end because oh, i'm still uh... still mulling it over I threw that yeah. curveball at you with all the with all the legalese. You're trying to decide if you want to switch it up to the Ace Attorney. No, anime. I, I mean, I already I already said that my uh, theme for the year. So, but you didn't say it on the podcast. I don't think I did. I can't remember what you said though. Year? We're going, we're going musicals for 2022. Oh, that's right. We are going <laughs> musicals okay. for 2022. Oh fuck! All right. Well, it is what it is. We're going that route. So, yo, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, the first pick. Let's do it. Oh, we did talk about that. Oh, you know, we must have had that conversation, though, on, I think, playing Fortnite. Um, yeah. I think I mentioned that I was going to be doing this when you picked. But Musicals are literally my 
least fucking favorite thing. So maybe you'll like maybe like, maybe La 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 Land is so good. La La Land is good, but like that's like that's like a rare time you'll get me to say yeah. I like the musical. You know what Todd is? Todd's like Todd thinks he's so movie cultured, but at the <laughs> same time, he's also like Mr. Oscar bait. No way. No. Like I just like directors. I'm all about the directors. That's all I care about. I don't give a shit who's in the movie. Just give me a good director. Who directed no, you La La Land? You, liked, you know, you know why I brought it up because you said the thing about um, Tick Tick Boom. Oh yeah, well that's actually that's another thing that caught me off guard because okay. I watched that boring. I, I watched that like when I was bored and I was like didn't plan on fucking even watching it, and then I ended up watching the movie more than I put my switch down and just fucking watched the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, who directed La La Land, Todd? Uh, the guy who directed. Uh, What's his name? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I, I watch movies hold with on, directors. Fucking liar. What the fuck did he direct before that? He's the movies he's done since then. I haven't been a huge fan of, but the movies previous to that, and now I'm blanking. He did like the the Neil Armstrong movie after La La Land with the uh, same actor oh, again. Yeah. Uh, why well, tell me what his name is because now, now it's going to bother me. Fake cinema. Fan cinephile. I couldn't think of the word. I need to know what else he directed too. That's gonna bother me. Well, while you're doing that, I guess it's time that we hop right. Oh, he did into... Whiplash. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That movie. Uh, we can talk about. Uh, fuck. We can talk about uh, how the movie did at the box office. Does anyone? Uh, I love how everyone's just blanking on everything they're trying to think of. Right. I mean. I'm just distracted by this beer, so there's that. Uh, yeah, 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 you keep this, saying. This beer is uh, doing work to me. But with a budget of $100,000 dues. 100000 100 million. <laughs> I was like, no way. There's no way million. this is happening. I don't know. I should not drink more of this beer. $100 million. Uh, where do we be unchained right now. The title of this episode, Brendan Unchained. Uh, 100 million. Where do we think it ended up with at the end of its box office run? I think this was Quentin Tarantino's uh, most popular movie next to Kill Bill in theaters. Oh, Inglorious Bastards, wasn't it? Oh, that's true, too. I forgot about Inglorious. But this was like in the peak like of Quentin. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is always like a big deal, but I feel like this was his probably one of his biggest grossing movies. That or the three we just mentioned. One of those three right there, but I don't know. I'd say uh, it was a hundred million. Hundred million. Three fifty, maybe. Mike's gonna plop his his points at three fifty. Todd. Oh, three fifty was kind of high for a rated R film. Ah, I'm gonna stick with it. It's fine. No, this I remember. Like everyone was seeing this movie. I'm gonna say four hundred million. Okay. All right. Dom, where are you going? Dom, four hundred one. Do it. Um, it's not what, prices what right. It's board? not prices right. Rule. It's just whoever's closest. Three fifty, four hundred. Three fifty, four hundred. I mean, I'm gonna go three seventy-five. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> man. Well, you, you, and and Mike always give this to Todd for some reason. Todd, I feel like always gets these with a budget uh, with a budget of a hundred million, ending its box office run with a little over four hundred and twenty-five million. Uh, Django Unchained became his number one movie after Inglorious Bastards was the previous older of his uh most successful box office film. I don't know I don't know if that's changed since twenty thirteen. what what other movies has he put Once out? Once upon a time. 
that, Once Upon a Time that probably made money. That, I probably can... did pretty well too. Once um, but that movie, time. like, I feel like this this appealed to so many different audiences with like having action and like where I think Once Upon a Time probably what's probably uh, like no, one hundred eighty. Once Upon a Time three seventy four. Oh wow! I was like, I wasn't expecting it to even be that high. Oh, that was I, I thought Once Upon a Time was COVID. What, but that what was other movies COVID, right? after after Django in twenty thirteen would have been something potential? That he did. Can you just look at directors on here? Is there a way I can just click on his name and yeah, see probably all of his movies up against each other? Uh, what else has he had since? I don't fucking know. Uh, eight, uh, the the one in the cabin and um, hateful eight, but I don't think that movie was oh, yeah, no. geared to it. That there's no way that movie no. made a lot of money. Probably did like two hundred million, maybe max. So. That aside, I, I do want to. I feel like we don't always really talk about this part for these films, and I feel like probably partially because we don't always pick films that are capable of getting awards or are nominated for awards. Uh, but in this specific scenario, Todd and I were having a conversation last night uh, via text about specifically the Oscar nominations and winners for this specific movie um, with. You look at it got uh, a best picture nomination, uh, which it did not win. It got a best supporting actor for Christoph Waltz, which it did win. Best original screenplay, a screenplay by Quentin, which it did win, and then best cinematography and best sound editing, which it did not win. Um, how do we feel about none of the other cast even being nominated? Like the fact, yeah, Leo. I, I we talked about this last night, but I think Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. The, the fact that he didn't even get a nod for this movie blows my mind because i think he steals that movie like would, the, the so little guess, part that he's in. best supporting actor would that have then been if it was leo or sam jackson like would would they have been in that category that's tough yeah because it's like it, there's like minimal like leo leo doesn't come into like the last hour I, I think right like give or take i'm not gonna lie when i texted i don't know if i texted todd separately when i was watching it or i texted the group but when i texted todd and i was like all right this movie's like pretty good and he's like, "Oh, where where are you? Whatever. Wait until you like you wait until fucking Sam and Leo come in." Yeah. I'm I'm like, "The fuck? You where are these people? This movie's like, I'm already yeah, right. two hours of this fucking movie." Um, yeah, no. But yeah, all I, of the plot, all of the plot doesn't take place until like the last like the, 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 yeah. yeah, right, exactly. And and it's weird because I do like the pacing of the movie overall. It just, I don't know what they could do. It just, it, it was too long. I don't, I don't know well, what they could take out, really. I don't think you can take, I think, like, that's why I don't mind Quentin Tarantino. Some movies I mind being long. Quentin Tarantino movies, I don't mind being long because the dialogue is always so good that, like, it never yeah, feels. he's able to. You never feel like you're, like, watching a three-hour movie, yeah. even though it is a three-hour movie. You know, like, it's yeah. it's one of the, like, Once Upon a Time is, like, I want to say close to three hours. And there is no action whatsoever in that movie, maybe till like, the last, like, half hour and there's barely any in it. And that movie just flew by for me. And I watched it like back to back. Like I, there was a point last night, because I watched it last night. There was a point last night where I, I had made myself a very, very large old fashioned. And when I got to the end of that drink, I was like, fuck, I really want another drink. I paused the movie. I was like, how the fuck is there almost another hour, 40, like hour something left of this movie? Um, And then I made another very strong whiskey drink. Um, and finished the movie, and it was it was a good time. But I feel like there's so much action in the last hour of the right. movie, though it goes very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the I I think so. Going back to the awards thing, I do think that uh, it is a shame that it it 
that none of those other actors, any of them, weren't at least nominated. Um, I feel like who else were? Who else did you want to nominate? I mean, I, I I think Leo is like for the amount of the film that he is in and the scenes that he are in. Like, I think the dinner scene might be the best scene in the movie. So good, um, so tense. Yeah, it's just so good. As far as like acting, I love talking is about how he really broke the glass with his hand. He was really. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a fun right. fact I was gonna bring up, Mike. Yeah. Um, well, you know what's funny is that. Uh, Leo won for The Revenant, which is a great movie, don't get me wrong, but like he he all his best films, like The Aviator and I think this movie, like he just it's weird that he won for a movie that like is probably like way lower down on the list of all his movies he's done. But he really fought that bear. Yeah, right. I thought he was good in Inception. Yeah, he's good. Was he nominated for Inception? No, I don't think anyone don't was. Think so. Was that movie nominated for anything? No. Yeah. Probably for like cinema like sound editing yeah. or something, you know, like um. Yeah, I think the Departed. I mean, that wasn't yeah. right. I think. Uh, I think with the case of Leo, it was one of those scenarios where it's like, yeah, this dude's been snubbed a bunch. Like he deserves an Oscar. Let's just get yeah, that's basically. This one. What, yeah. I think that's yeah. what everyone said. Yeah. yeah. What uh, else was he up against for Revenant? We're getting off topic here, but yeah, yeah let's find out. Yeah, someone look it up. Um, yeah, look up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I think there's a lot of really good acting in the film. I do think Christoph Waltz, you know, winning is is was, not yeah, is was, not he killed it wrong there. I no, can yeah, I quickly I look to see who else was up on that. Uh, 2013, he was up against not 2013. Didn't this movie come out in 2013? 2012. If it came out in 2012, then it'd be 2013's Oscars. But if it came oh, out in yeah, 2013, it's, it's probably 2014's Oscars. Uh, it's not here for some reason. What was I looking for again? I already forgot. What did, who, oh, who here did it is. Leo I apologize. I apologize. Over. Uh, so in oh, 2012, okay. he uh, Christoph Waltz was up against Alan Arkin in Argo, Robert De Niro in Silver Linings Playbook, uh, Ooh, Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master, and Tommy Lee Jones in Lincoln. Well, that's like that's a pretty tough. That's a pretty solid. Yeah, movie, that's yeah. like really good. And yeah. Robert Down- and Robert De Niro was so good in Silver Linings too. That was like after making a bunch of shitty movies, he was finally in like a good movie. Silver Argo Lines. won a ton of stuff too. Yeah, Argo too. Movie. I don't remember. I didn't. I don't know if I watched that whole movie, but I did watch uh, Argo. I, I did watch Argo as well. It's one of the weird movies Wait, I watched. Did you look up the Revenant thing? Yeah. So when Leo won for the Revenant, he was up against Brian Cranston and Trumbo, Matt Damon in The Martian, Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl. Oh, that makes sense. Why? Like, that one, that's not that Eddie, great. The Eddie Redmayne one is is interesting. Yeah, that's wild. That whole. That that's whole it. So, I guess. So I like I did a lot of reading after this movie because this movie has a lot going on and I wanted to like part of me was like I don't watch western movies so like I don't really have any of that tie I obviously spaghetti western movies. I also don't watch spaghetti western movies well again I read too much about this film Quentin Tarantino was clearly very inspired by spaghetti westerns for this film but he, he especially the spaghetti western films titled Django, Django. yes <laughs> um but he also apparently said that this is a subgenre that he's created called the Southern, which I don't think ever turned into anything else. Um, but there's a lot to of make cons- more than one movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of conspiracy around, like there's a lot of like, th- there's a lot of conversation around this film for, I think right reasons. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a white director making a movie that 
you know, is in some regards maybe sort of a black exploitation film. I, I I don't know if that's accurate or not. I think it's I think it's a. Actually, I don't I don't is Quentin here a white? I don't even fucking know what he what yeah, is. Yeah, it's white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's white. I think it's like a. Uh, it's like a parody on black exploitation films, yeah. though. It takes it takes a lot of shots at a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. It it very like, clearly. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just, I don't know if you were going to get to this, but like the scene where they arrive in Mississippi, like before they get like before they walk into the like fight house or whatever, mm -hmm. um, it flashes Mississippi across the screen yes. yep. and it's a direct shot at Gone with the Wind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why is that like a because Gone with the Wind? Like is that it, a racist like, movie? I it have was. No idea. Yeah. So it takes place on a plantation and it, like it like it's the same thing as um Disney and Song of the South, it like it like makes glamorizes? it light of plantation. Yeah, it like glamorizes plantation life. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, because like famously, I'm assuming famously, I, I wasn't paying attention to to the buzz around this movie at the time. Clearly, um, but Spike Lee had some negative words to say about Quentin and this movie, stating that he would never watch it, uh, because it's. Uh, I don't have the quote in front of me, but it was him basically saying that uh, a spaghetti Western, like slavery isn't a spaghetti Western. It's the Holocaust of my people. And, you know, uh, obviously that is a very, like it's, it, you look at this movie and you look at it's like use of the N-word. Well, people have a problem with this. This has been long before this movie. Uh, this is like the people have had an issue with Quentin Tarantino using this word because it's pretty reoccurring. And, yeah. yeah, like like uh, especially in the movie that I was saying, um, the one with uh, the one I was just saying was one of my favorite movies. Now I'm completely blinking because you know Jackie why not? Brown. Jackie Brown, yes. Um, Jackie Brown is a black exploitation movie. Exactly, and that's the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes. Yeah. There's Pam Greer in it, who was like all in, she was in all the black exploitation films back in the day, you know. So it was like another, but like people have always brought issue with that with Quentin Tarantino. It's not like it wasn't new with Django. Um, okay, it was something that's always kind of been on there. But I feel like he, I feel like he, it's in a lot of his scripts. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I'm assuming not as heavily used as this movie. No. Mm -mm. Um. But again, I, I guess I guess my question to the three of you guys is like, so I understand Spike Lee's point. Does anybody think that this movie glamorized slavery? No, not at all. No, no. It, it very much glamorized killing slave owners. Yes, yes exactly. I, so I, that's that's my thing is like, I understand that you don't want to watch it because of the way like, mm -hmm. like, I understand your point. But like, yeah. if you watch this movie, you'll understand he's doing the opposite of what everyone else has done throughout Hollywood's history. So. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think by design, this movie is uncomfortable to watch for a lot of reasons. Um, it's supposed to be. And yeah, I think that's by design. Um, like the heavy use of the word, obviously the gratuitous violence um, against the scene not the scene, that scene that's with a Quentin Tarantino thing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That scene with his wife is just brutal. Like, you know, like when he's like, take me and he's like on his knees begging him before, like right, yeah. right when he's at the, 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 
big boss or whatever that guy's name was at his farm right when he sees the guy yeah, and he thinks back i forget i don't it's bo- something boss uh, i can't remember big, big boss it was the brittle brothers it, but i forget what yeah which, uh which brother it was uh, and that seems like on that Don seems... John. You're talking about Don Johnson's character. Don't I believe his name character. is Big yeah. Boss or something. Big Boss. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and like when he's like begging him to like not whip her, he's like, she's like, because then he knows she's gonna not be able to be like, she's gonna have to be like a a field worker. She won't be able to be in the house anymore once he ruins her and everything. And that scene is just like, oh, it's brutal. Yeah, and then it's, like it's, it's the, the R on the face. It's the yep. the, yeah, the, yeah, the R, yeah. which I think yeah stands for Runaway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I looked a lot into like the historical accuracies of the film and like, if it's based on any reality or characters and stuff and Django's character is supposedly loosely based on an actual, uh, boss Reeves historical. Yes. No, um, Dangerfield newbie who was, uh, an African American who died in the, in the five, he was a member of the five black Raiders or he was, he was one of the five black Raiders and he died in Brown's Raid, which I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, I read a lot of shit about this, uh, and I don't know if I retained all of it. But if I remember correctly, it was like one of the things that sort of sparked the Civil War, which was they were raiding a uh, somewhere in the South to basically take take all the weapons and stuff, and then arm yep. slaves. Um, but I mean, I read a little bit about Dangerfield newbie, and I don't really understand what the where the connection is to Django's character. Maybe there is some subtleties or something, or maybe, again, I, I, I read the, the stuff through Wikipedia. So it's not like I did like a very, uh, you know, academic look up into these characters and stuff. But from what I read through Wikipedia, it didn't seem like there was some glaring, uh, consistencies across the movie I watched and what it said about Dangerfield newbie, but that's supposedly according to Wikipedia, what Django's character is loosely based on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think you're right, Dom. Going back to the Spike Lee thing, like obviously, uh, Mike is the only person here who's black, so Mike can have a different interpretation of this film than we will. Spike Lee is is black; he can have a different interpretation of this film as he, even though he didn't watch the movie. Um, Which is just like I understand like, why I he wouldn't watch the movie, that. but um, you know, uh, I agree with you that I think it's it's glorifying it's it's. I feel like using power fantasy is the wrong term, but it's like, like you said, it is glorifying like re- revenge against white slave owners. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not glorifying the, the other side of the South or, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, th- there's also obviously scenes like, uh, when they, when the guy is up in the tree and they have the dogs rip him to shreds. Uh, there's obviously the, the you know the the fighting scene in. I don't think it's before the. I think it's before they go to Candyland when they first meet up with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's yep. character. Um, you know, grew gruesome violence to black people in those scenes. Um, Man Mandingo is also a black exploitation film, I believe. Yeah. Yes. And the uh, fights were called the Mandingo fights. Yeah. Um. So there's, I mean, there there are those types of scenes. Um, but again, I think that's by design. I think it's meant to, I think it is meant for a white person to watch the movie and be like, yeah, this is the type of shit that people were doing to other people. 
uh, that white people were doing to black people. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's that. Yeah, that scene, though, is like, I feel like that scene's iconic when they're at the Big Boss farm and they're looking for the Brittle Brothers and when he just, that, when he's like, I like the way you die, boy, and then that whole scene yeah. is just so good. He just starts whipping him and everyone's just like staring at him like, oh my God, what's happening? You know, like, and it's yeah. just, oh man, I'll never forget that scene. That scene is just so good. Mm. Yeah, there there are some powerful scenes. I mean, they, I think part of too, like the scene specifically with the dog is... I think a lot of that scene is built around like Django is making active choices to put up a facade. He's obviously in those in the Candyland Candylands section, like pretending that he is a a slave owner himself, um, or slave trader or a slave slave dealer. I don't I don't know exactly yeah. what he he's he's portraying yeah. that that's what he does. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously making these active choices to like go against his own. Yeah. Like go against yeah. his own, his own people. And it like, cause I feel like at the core of Django, the movie is actually a love movie clearly. Cause it's like Django's quest to rescue his wife. Um, so I like that concept, but I feel like I also, it is a hard, like I try to put myself in, in those shoes. It's like, would you be able to be in, something of a scenario that's that drastic where you need to put aside everything else you care about for one person. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like yeah. he could have probably stopped him from killing that guy right there. But then they would have known, then they would have known. Oh, hundred percent. Like that's why he had, that's why yeah. he has to do that. But, yeah. um, yeah, I, I don't know. Some of those scenes are really powerful in that regard too, because I, I try to like think about and dissect that, you know, the quote unquote hero's journey that Django is going under is I think rooted in the love for his wife, but also like dabbles with revenge in certain moments where he is clearly, you know, not upset being a bounty hunter killing bad white people. You know what I mean? Um, and there's that constant struggle, especially once they meet. What what is Leonardo DiCaprio's character's name? I need I, I need to just know what his name. Calvin Candy. Calvin Candy. Um, I I knew Candy was his last name. I just couldn't remember what his first name was. So when whenever they meet up with Calvin, and from that point of the movie forward, there are like so many times where the shot cuts to Django like ready getting ready to like unholster his gun because like he's like I want to fucking kill all these people, but I will not be able to save my wife if I can't do it. Um. I don't know. It, it's it's a very interesting struggle to me. Like I, I, I don't know. I suppose yeah. what I wanted to do, and I I opted not to, was to look up the. I imagine the the German folktale that. Brunhilde. Um, yeah, I imagine it's a real folktale. I want to see what that story actually entailed and how it compared to mm-hmm. the story of the film. To see if it's just you know uh, an an adaptation of that as well. I never got around to it, but it was something I was thinking about. Yeah, um, I did I did not look that up. But what I guess what other scenes from the movie did you like or not like? What about the movie was uh honestly anything uh, 
Samuel Jackson's character was in, I thought like was just <laughs> when he put when they pull up to the to the house. And he, Samuel L. Jackson just kept on like looking at Jamie Foxx. And I, that he whole... was Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, it's just so funny. It's just so good. And Samuel L. Jackson looks like he's like eighty years old in that movie. So it's like it's it's just so good. Yeah, the the I... the, the makeup and prosthetics they put on him because when he first showed up, I was like, "Is that Samuel L. Jackson?" And then like when he starts talking, I'm like, "Oh, okay, it is." I was like, "It didn't look like him right right away." Yeah, it sounds like Uncle Ruckus. Um, right. I did, yes. I did laugh pretty hard because i it's been a long time a long time since i watched this movie i laughed really hard when quentin tarantino's character exploded like i just forgot that happened (laughs) entirely so when it happened it was just ridiculous that's all i got um yeah i mean i loved i i love how violent quentin tarantino makes shootouts and just like someone gets shot and it's like it's like blood just squirt. The end was so was gr- too too gratuitous. Like, so there was there was they just kept shooting that same no, guy. Yeah. Over. No, it was kind of funny though. Like the, like the 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 bad people shoot the guy in one leg, and then Django shoots him in the other leg, and it's just like I don't know. It's it's kind of kind of ridiculous. There was a line in that scene too that I also really liked, and now I forget what the fucking dialogue was. Like the final final shootout scene when. Django goes back and rigs the place with dynamite. Um, mm-hmm. Say goodbye I, to Miss What's Her Face. Uh, oh, I thought, that was pretty good. I, but. I, thought the, I thought the line when he's talking to Samuel Jackson and he goes, um, "How do you think I look in burgundy?" Oh, that's pretty good too. Like, like, yeah, like essentially like telling him, like, "Yeah, I have like your master's like clothes on. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. I am in charge here now." Yeah. yeah, I was a little confused about the relationship between Calvin and. Uh, Steven? Is that Samuel Jackson's character's yep. name? Um, because like it clearly seems like there's uh, is it just because he has been working for that family for that long that he yeah. just feels really comfortable with him? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Alright. I guess I'm less confused by that now. Uh, um, and also that, that scene with um, King Schultz when uh, he's talking to Leo in the books. Like the the, like the main part when he shoots him, when he shoots uh, Calvin, I was like, mm-hmm. I knew that you knew that was coming, and I just was like, no, no, don't do it. And then, like you know, and, when he and turns that around was, and says, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's just, it's yeah. great. It sets a great scene too, and it's like, it's almost reminds me of The Departed because I wasn't expecting that's how Leo was going to go out. You mm-hmm. know, like it was yeah. one of those things. I'm like, oh, whoa, okay, well that just happened. You know, and I was like, oh, I, I do and don't like that scene for for a couple of reasons. So like I, what I do like about it is that like, I feel like it was unexpected. I didn't expect him to shoot him right there. Um, but I feel like the movie does a good job of like not being in really anyway. I didn't think a white savior movie, like it didn't seem like other than, than Christoph Waltz character, like freeing Django outside of that. It didn't seem like, necessarily Django was constantly being saved by no he, like, remember he kept on like Christoph Waltz always like handed him his gun and was like no you do it you know like yeah. you, you this is you you know um, it's all you he, so it was like, just because he he couldn't bring himself to shake his hand and that's all it was like I don't even feel like it was like a 
Yeah, he, it was. Yeah, I don't know that it was. Ne- I understand like what you're saying, but yeah. it almost it was. It was like a. It was a character thing, like yeah, Christoph Waltz. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, but that's kind of what I like. Like, I'm the thing I'm mad about. I guess is that like, Django. I wish was the person that killed Leo because I feel like that's what Django. I mean, he killed. Real- he killed fucking everyone else. People. You know, yeah. I, I feel like the Riddle I, brothers were like more like important. Also, where did all those people come from? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. It, it turned into Walter, Red Dead Redemption. Like, two cities worth of people like in the house. Like, what the hell? Was, uh, Walter Goggins was one of those people too, or whatever his name is in real life. The guy. Yeah. He's Walter been, Goggins, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, I think it's one of the Brill brothers is the, was one of the guys from Lost. Lost. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's okay. the guy yeah, who yeah, like yeah. left the island. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I like so oh, so real quick while we're talking about like cameo things, the guy at the bar at the um Mandingo fight when Django's sitting there like drinking yep. and the guy gets up to leave and looks at him and he says the D is silent. The guy that he's talking to, the old white guy, is the original Django. Yes, I did know that that he was a cameo. He was actually originally uh, we can kind of segue into casting, I guess. He was originally gonna be considered for the role of leo's character he was gonna play Cal- oh, really? yes um interesting and then they they changed that let me pull I up like i feel like Frank Nero would have made more sense as the christoph waltz character but uh let me pull back up the cast christoph that. waltz is just so good though you can't you can't just, after especially after inglorious passes it's like you're you're in my next movie because quentin tarantino usually sticks to like he has the same yeah. cast yeah, yeah, yeah people. i was he looking at the you. cast i remember seeing um what's his face David Carradine, I'm pretty sure I saw was in the cast somewhere. Yeah. No, Robert Carradine. Robert Carradine. Okay. Okay. But he probably did that because I think David Carradine's already dead at that point, right? Yeah. The final last last guy. I think he's already dead. The final last guy that Django kills. Who? Who? What is that actor's name? Walter Goggins. Okay. What else? What would I know him from? Because he looks so familiar. Well, the last guy he kills is Samuel Jackson, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Walter he's Goggins. He was in that show on HBO with um. Yeah, Powers, he's a great character actor. Yeah, but what would they, I know him yeah. from? I guess probably and, uh, thing. That's another Quentin Tarantino movie. I'm trying yeah. to think I'm, of what I'm, movies you I'm would. Almost positive, he probably showed up as like a random character in Community. That might be weird. <laughs> I feel like that, I feel like or like maybe Always Sunny. I feel like he, he might have been in the Always Sunny. Was he in the Office? I don't think he was in the Office. I can tell you right now what you're known for. My Office trivia is like. Too sharp. For, Isn't justified. He's an invincible. Righteous gemstones. Sons of Anarchy. Yo, he's he's in Squidbillies. Oh, he's in um Ant Man and Wasp. Oh, that is actually probably why I know his face. Also, fuck Evangeline Lilly. Um, yeah, what the fuck, man? That's she, she's like so crazy anti vax. Yeah. It's so aggravating. I knew, I knew she was a while ago, but then they, she just doubled down on it. It's just so weird. Yeah, she like doubled oh, down hardcore. He was also on in it. Tomb Raider. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it was he? It, was it, it's yeah. it's probably Ant Man and Wasp that I'm recognizing. He was, his face he was, from. He's in, in Ant Man too. I'm trying to Sunny Birch, but I can't remember. He oh he's is he one of the guys? He like works for the FBI or the CIA maybe. I think so. And he was in and Community. Ant Man and the Wasp yeah, shows up. He was. And Ant Man and the Wasp. I think he's one of the guys that shows up at the end, like in the truck mm. when they shrink the building. Okay. Um. So uh, back to I forget why we initially went back to Cas. Oh, because uh, the right original there. Django. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So initially, Rust before Allen and Amber Tamblyn, they are in the film. I don't know who they are, but they are in the film. Russ Tamblyn is credited as 
Yeah, the son of the mm-hmm. gunfighter, son of the last gunfighter, which is a character that he played in an old spaghetti western. And Amber Tamlin is credited as the daughter of the son of the last gunfighter. Because <laughs> um, she's her daughter in real life. So before Jamie Foxx was cast, I know before the show, we were talking about a little of this where I don't know if we made it onto the podcast or not. Um, no, I think it was before. But um, Will Smith was in talks to play Django as well as Michael K. Williams. I feel like Michael K. Williams could have fucking nailed this role too i think he would have yeah. been, i feel like they both could have done it it would have been a different movie i don't know i don't know if i could see will smith playing this role i just don't know if i see that My, michael k seems I think too old it would have been a different movie i feel like michael k looks too old even though he wasn't that old but like he he looks like he's like he late 40s like yeah i don't know i just i like michael k williams i think he's a good guy right, awesome. like i feel like he can play this role very well um but outside of that uh tyrese gibson also apparently auditioned for the role um, which I, I'm glad that that didn't yeah, happen. Thank God, thank that would have been weird, yeah. but I can see it. Quentin Tarantino loves picking people that careers haven't been going good. He picks like one or two actors for every movie he's in that's having like he brought John Travolta back to life with Pulp Fiction. He's brought like so many actors into his movies that like weren't doing well over the years and like mm-hmm. gave them even David Carradine. He brought him into Kill Bill, which was like a, he had that guy was like known for nothing at that point. Yeah. He was known for that fucking martial arts show he did. Kung Fu. Kung Fu, yeah. Kung Fu, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. My dad watched that religiously. Um, that was a good show. Yeah. So I mixed up something, but I think we talked about this prior to the podcast, so it doesn't really matter for clarification's sake. But uh, Kevin Costner was in negotiations to play Ace Woody, which is what I initially said the Jonah Hill character was, which, so I was wrong. There, oh, but, weird. Uh, he was supposed to play Ace Woody, who was going to be a Mandingo trainer and Candy's right-hand man, but Costner dropped out due to st- scheduling conflicts, and then Kurt Russell was cast, but then he also dropped out. Um, and when that happened, they just wrote that character out um, of the script. And then... What did Kevin Costner do that was more important than this movie? That's what I'd like I to know. know. Waterworld 2. Yeah, it was Superman around this time, or no? Was the Man of Steel? Uh, no, actually, I forget what the year was. Was it 2013? Because if it's so, then maybe. Oh, yeah, um, right now. 2012. It, uh, it, yeah, it, it yeah, could have been. Yeah. Jonah Hill was offered the role of Scott Harmony, a gambler who loses Broomhilda to Candy in a poker game, so I was right about that part. Uh, but turned it down due to scheduling conflicts with The Watch. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was also offered the role, but declined in order to appear in Les Miserables. Uh, And then they didn't... Ooh, should that be my next movie? (laughs) And then they didn't... uh, recap. They didn't do that scene after that. Uh, They kind of just changed that situation. Uh, And then Joseph... Joseph Gordon-Levitt said he would have loved, loved to have been in the film but was unable to appear because of a commitment to Don John, which we talked yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, he directed that. He directed Don John or whatever. Like, that was like, he probably, that was like him. Does yeah, he do was... movies anymore? I know he has like that whole like thing with like using, I, I don't really know exactly how it works, but he, I know he has some company or he's part of some company that like uses, like artists can submit work and it gets put into like video games and movies and stuff and they get credited for it. Um, I forget what it's called. I know he was like really tied into Ubisoft at one point with it. Like people could 
like submit music and in art and stuff like that and it would get put into like the background of like far cry 6 and shit like his that. on his imdb the last everything he's done since like 2020 is tv and he's going to be jiminy cricket and pinocchio post-production oh is that a they're doing really? a live action pinocchio I, I guess so yeah dom how do you feel about that are you pissed about this you know you're doing all of them uh what's his name tom, tony hanks, is, tom hanks is gonna be geppetto so Oh yeah, is that tom- good or bad? I mean, well, I, I'm only asking because Dom has oh, a tom, tom has a Jiminy Cricket tattoo, so clearly Pinocchio means something to him. So. Well, I was gonna say too, Tony Stark. What's his name? The guy who plays Tony Stark. Why am I blanking? Robert Downey Jr. He wanted to make a Pinocchio movie for so long. He was like pushing for. I remember him being on Howard Stern, and he's like, "Don't laugh at me," and he like, and it just never came through. And now they're actually making a Pinocchio movie. Remember uh, the one that had JTT in it? Me too. That was Geppetto. That was, that was Geppetto, right? He was no. Pinocchio yeah. in. I thought the movie was yeah. called Pinocchio. I thought was it was it? just called Pinocchio. Who was who was uh, I know what you're talking about. Um... Pinocchio. Who is Jim Carrey's Pinocchio? I mean, Drew Carey. I don't know what's happening. Oh. I don't know what we're talking about. This <laughs> is in a film called Geppetto. Alright. Yeah, it's know. called the Pedo. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, oh, it was called The Adventures of Pinocchio. That was the one with JTT in it. Okay. I will say since um, we since we did I did I brought up Dom's tattoos. I want to mention Dumbo real quick. Dom, did I tell you that I watched the original Dumbo recently? Uh, no, you did not. So I haven't watched this movie since I clearly haven't watched this movie since I was a child because I didn't remember anything about Dumbo. Yeah, like, I haven't at all. seen it since then. And I guess spoilers for Dumbo, if you don't want spoilers for Dumbo. Uh, or 1940s Dumbo. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> aggravated that this motherfucker's name isn't Dumbo, and it's fucking Jumbo Jr. Um, his yeah. mom names him Jumbo Jr., and his name yeah. is Dumbo because everyone fucking makes fun of him and calls him Dumbo. Called. Now I, don't I want to so see it. I kind of make you want to watch I'm it. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I don't know. When I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's an interesting movie. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I like Dumbo or not, but that's fine. Yeah, I have a hot take. I don't like any fucking Disney movie. Minus like like Lion King, all those movies they just don't hit me the same way they did when I was a kid. I just add something about those movies. Like yeah, I like some you, of the, I like the more recent ones. Yeah, you like, like you like you were you were like fifteen when The Lion King came I out. Like, I like twenty eighteen's Dumbo with uh Yeah. Wait, right. do you not like the, the the re the live action Dumb? Uh with Danny DeVito and no that movie was garbage. I don't know. I've never oh, seen it. Wasn't that, was that a Tim Burton movie too? Yeah, it was not good. That sucks. Yeah. It had um uh what was the band that did Baby Mine? Arcade Fire. It was a pretty good version. I don't know if, enough if I could song. name one Arcade Fire song. I have no idea. I have a bunch of their old albums that I don't know if I could uh, leave the car running. That's that's one. Yeah, I do I know any of their songs anymore? I know I, no I did. Idea. I know I used to like Arcade Fire, but like I liked them in the sense that if I I think I had one of their albums or two, and if the song came on, I would listen to it. I think they have a song called Haiti. I don't think I know what it sounds oh, like, wait. though. I don't know. I feel like I want to say, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I know an Arcade Fire song. I feel like there's a song maybe, like, 
called they Pepper had a song that, or something. They had a song know. that was they had a very popular song and it was in the commercials for where the where wild the wild things, things are. Yeah, yeah, that was like yeah. that's what like got people to like Arcade Fire for the most part. Like that was like was a mainstream of where thing. Where the wild things are. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was just a mainstream. Was it the funeral? It was a very mainstream. Is that it worked really well in the train the trailer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you guys think? Speaking of music. I just thought the song they played when they're walking, it's like a rap song. And I, I just, it's like, oh, 100, 100 it's, black coffins. Place. It's, it's I got a so hundred black coffins. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I love it. I think it's just so funny that they put that into the movie. Yeah. Well, so the first, the first song is like the original, like Django I, from like 1960s. Yeah. And then the last one is progressively is, more hip hop as right. the movie, like as, as soon as it was officially Django's movie, I think after yeah. uh, Shelter dies. They changed the soundtrack entirely. Uh, so I, I believe that song, 100 Black Coffins, was made for the movie. Rick Ross wrote it for the movie. Um, but also, again, because I read way too much about this film, apparently, I, I don't know, does does Quentin and, and Rizza work together often? Uh, I feel like they have worked together in the past. Rizza's all over the place in Hollywood. So, People like, use him for yeah. like soundtracks and like a it, lot of other stuff. It seems oh, like... Did he direct something? No, yes, I he would. did direct something with Quentin. The drunken, the drunken master or whatever. Like where, where the Rizza had like... Fist? The man with the iron fist. Yeah. Like Quentin yes. was involved in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and apparently the man with the iron fist was initially supposed to somehow be in this movie. Um, oh, does Does Rizza play that character? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's so amazing. apparently he's a yeah. young version of him was somehow supposed to be in this movie. And it ended up not happening because of scheduling conflicts. Um, but I think the RZA did, I think, help with at least the soundtrack of this film. Um, but apparently also there was supposed to be a sequel or a crossover sequel with Django. And it ended up being the comic. Hateful Eight. There's a comic, well, yeah. Well, say, it ended up being it. the Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight, I think, initially was supposed to be either Django 2 or another Western movie where Django shows up. So Quentin Tarantino has come out and said that he's still trying to make one of the comics that has come out about Django a film, and it's Django and Zorro. Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah. but um, apparently he's still trying to push that. I, I think it was a couple years. ago. I just want to see him make his the R-rated Star Trek movie. Give me yeah. a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. Would you want Quentin that. to do a Marvel movie? Like, would Quentin do a good MCU Absolutely. film? Absolutely. I would love to see that. If it was the right character. An obscure character. Like, something that's, like, not, like, mainstream. It's going to be you something like... You don't think like, he could do a good Punisher film? Isn't Punisher, like, super violent? Isn't that, like, Quentin's no, bread but and butter? No, it's going to be PG-13, though. And, like, he he won't... He would never do that. Oh, he doesn't it, have, it, he, if Quentin Tarantino does a movie, it has to be rated R. Yeah, and it, it has to be under his control. He's not going to, like, be like, yo, no, I'm not doing this, you know? Like... Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would, I mean, I would love to see him do one, but I just don't think it would work for him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, the last we heard about the Django sequel, Django Zorro, was in 2019. It was supposed to come out this year. Oh, weird. Um, he said he's only making one more movie because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go down as being one of those filmmakers that, at the end of their career, they start cranking out duds. And I was like, no, come on. Just, if you have a good movie to make, just make it. Don't fucking go crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he'd have to make a, a couple of bad movies to hurt his legacy. I feel like yeah, he's never minimum, made he's like a cult, a cult. Like he has his fans. He's got cult. His classics. quote unquote worst movie is Death Proof, which is not my least favorite movie. And that movie is like so underrated 
and Kurt Russell is so good in that fucking movie. And the last twenty minutes of that movie is like amazing. I think personally, but I, it's a movie I, that I, I need kind to of hate it. Grindhouse. Yeah, so watch both movies in Grindhouse. So we're getting close to the hour. So before we we move on to a few other things, is there anything else Django related that anyone wants to talk about? Good, bad, random doesn't matter. Uh, going back to Jonah Hill, the whole KKK thing was pretty entertaining. No, it was great. that was yeah. that was a good a good scene, I think, to kind of like just Lighten make fun of those it. fucking yeah. people. Yeah, we'll just right. make fun of those fucking people. Um, yeah, those fucking clowns. Like that, um, they're all idiots, basically. You know, like it's yeah. like it's, it's Did you see the Ezra Miller thing? Yes. Yes. It's, it's yeah, that. I sent it to the group, yeah. didn't I? I don't know. I, think, I, I know you sent it to me, is, and then I think you sent it to the group as well. Someone. Did. I think I sent it to the group. Just such a strange thing no, to show he's up. a strange yeah. dude i haven't seen anything <laughs> else happen with it but i was reading an article that was basically saying that like people are actively looking in to make sure he's okay because they were like he he, hey. he mentioned a very hey. Hey. oh i didn't know that i apologize um to, oh, yeah, to make sure to make sure that they were okay um and uh the thing that i was reading was basically saying because they mentioned a very specific like town and yeah, chapter that he's they are getting on. themselves like, involved yeah. in something so yeah. did you ever yeah. see the the video where something he... obviously happened i just it's such a bizarre story like i someone just someone like had a, shared just it. like a random video like i had initially seen going it on, on twitter because someone retweeted it and it popped up on my thing and i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> did you guys see the comic-con video with with him too like the what? where like he, that he but that yeah, I, I, listen. I, I had know, a couple beers. Right. It's I'm, hard. It's I'm, hard for me. I don't know. I'm forty. All right. I know. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but no, for real. Uh, he throws like someone down to the ground, like a Thanks. person. Was that at Comic Con? I, I know. I I know. I saw yes, something yes, where yes. They, someone I, got clotheslined. Yes. That much I remember. I I did see that from a while ago, and I I don't know what happened to that. I feel like it was a big news for a while, and maybe really? it's because I, I feel like because I didn't care, I never followed up on it. Um, all right, but this is where we are now. I feel like the cast of the Justice League is like they all have like strange things. Like all of them it's have. Momoa's like, going to some... be in the new Fast and the Furious. Let's talk about I was that. Just for say, a minus, second, minus, right? minus, yeah. him, minus him. I feel like he's the only one who's like somewhat like. You know, it's like. Yeah, he's I fine. Say, yeah, he's got divorce going on, but he's got think... divorce going on. But other than that, he, he's, he's fine. Yeah, but I think I saw something that said, and again, I don't follow like celebrity drama. I don't give a fuck. But mm -hmm. I thought I saw something that said that Jason Momoa and Zoe Kravitz might be a thing now. So yeah, wait, yeah, there was what? Yeah, yep. wait, wait, wait. No, Zoe huh. Kravitz is like his daughter. Jason Momoa? Yeah, no, that's, he was she's married Lisa. To... No, he's married Lisa to Lisa Bonet. Yeah, he was married. That's like her, Lisa Bonet's daughter. That's not. Wait, really? That's fucking real weird. That's, then. No, that's not. That's I not. I did a see thing. a weird that's, thing. That's not a thing. I, like, that's I like did fake. see something about that yeah, earlier today. But that's I saw not, something yeah. about that too. Yeah, yeah, it's not. That's. But is that is that? Let's say he's potentially getting a relationship with his ex-wife. Super supportive of her and everything. Is that worse than Gal Gadot singing "Imagine" with a bunch of celebrities? <laughs> but he's been around. Like, he's been around Zoe for like a long time, where he's like basically been like a father figure to her, and like Lenny Kravitz and him love each other. Like, who who plays Pepper Potts? Who plays Pepper? Pepper Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth, is Gwyneth Paltrow usually in Quentin Tarantino movies? No, no. 
I'm not again. Okay. Like, I'm not confusing her with Kill Bill. I know that's Uma Thurman. I'm just. Yeah. I feel like you said that he that Quentin usually reuses a lot of the same actors and actresses. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like she was one of them. Maybe not. I don't know. Um. So. Anything else about Django before we before we sunset this the show? Yeah. I I got nothing. I don't know. Did everybody like it? That we, um, we didn't really even loved it. It's top tier. I, I'm curious to see. It was, it was Brendan's pick. I'm curious to see what Brendan thinks about yeah. the movie. Well, like, I, I think the rest of us have already seen it before, right? Yeah. I think exactly. the, does everyone else think about it? And then I'll give like my, my fifth. Final, this my is like my third. It's top tier Quentin for me personally. So. Yeah, it's still good. I was surprised at how long it was. And even though I did take breaks between parts of the movie, it did kind of fly by in a sense. I, I know I was watching the entire movie thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure. Schultz's character dies fairly early in the film, but no, it was it was like roughly halfway like three quarters of the way. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and there was still just like a lot of movie left after that, mm-hmm. even though a lot of it was essentially just a big fight. fight at the end. Yeah. So, what what about the the other two? How do you two feel about this film? What other two? I I think it's good. Yeah, all right. And Todd I mean, said it's like, top tier. Mike and Todd already said yeah. Yeah, um, like one of my favorite Quentin movies. So, yeah, I don't. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this beer is really fucking me up. I feel like my brain's like fucking from here to Mars right now. It's like fucking insane. Um, so I like the movie overall. I think my biggest concern with the film is probably that it's maybe just a little too long. Um. But after like talking with the three of you about the movie more, it definitely had that effect of, all right, now I can kind of talk through some of the film and see where I stand. And I think overall I I, I liked it. Um, I'm not a big gratuitous violence person, so I don't really care for that in the action scenes. There was actually one of the action scenes that I thought was like really shitty for some reason. Like it just didn't look good. And I think it was one of those final scenes before Django gets surrenders. It was like in that whole house scene where it was just like, yeah, it was just like messy. It just like, wasn't, it just didn't feel like good choreography. I think that's what they were trying to do. I think they were trying to make it like a messy, like scramble, like, yeah, yeah, just chaos. Like, just like he shouldn't have lived and he's just fucking reaching for guns and fucking just everyone's firing everywhere. Shooting, shooting the sister was also one of those weird, like, yeah, it was weird because like the angle, the, the angle yeah, that he that shot her, and then she moves, she moved at like a 45 degree yeah. angle. I was so yeah. glad he did yeah. that. From where he I shot like, from. I love that part. I like that part. It was nonsense. It's not correct science. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there are little things like that. Um, you know, and obviously I said before the movie, by design is meant to make you feel uncomfortable. So I feel like I just kind of for my, like for me, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm like, I was entertained by the movie. I liked the movie and I'm glad I watched it. And I feel like I took things from it, but like, I don't think entertainment is what I took from the movie. If that makes sense. Uh, but it was good. As someone who has really never watched a Tarantino movie besides *Inglorious Bastards*, if there are other people listening who are like me, 
did did we make the wrong choice by choosing this out of Quentin's movies to be probably. like our sort of kind of introduction I feel like to Quentin's movies? If you movies? watched other Quentin movies, then you probably would have appreciated this more, I guess. Like dialogue wise, and like Quentin's already always been known for his like snappy, quick dialogue. Like Reservoir Dogs is like a perfect example. Like mm-hmm. them just sitting around a table at one scene and talking about fucking Madonna and all this other stuff. And uh, yeah, he's just a very like same with Pulp Fiction. You know, I feel like Pulp Fiction probably should have been the movie, but I don't know if you would have liked Pulp Fiction. I don't think you would have liked Pulp Fiction personally. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it, it, I don't know. It, Pulp Fiction had enough jumping around that he may have liked it. I think the whole heroin stuff. Though, what, kind of like, what would, huh? what would, if I was going to watch a Quentin movie oh, next, yeah. what would be the one? Would it be Kill Bill or would it be something else? No, I would say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood personally, but. Um, Kill Bill is, is more similar to this, I feel like. Yes, I think so too, 100%. But there's two movies, which makes it probably longer than this. Yeah, but two movies yeah. is different. One, one, you know, almost three hour engagement. It's not bad. Like I don't know. Like it's just I didn't need I didn't need three hours of this movie. You want to throw a fucking seven hour extended cut of Lord of the Rings at me? I'm gonna watch it. You throw a three hour Marvel movie at me? I'm gonna watch it. But like I don't know if I need three hours of this specific movie. I guess. Yeah, well, it did feel long, but it went. Yeah. No, it did. It did go by so. sort of quickly. I don't know. I maybe it was the whiskey that was slowing me down. Who knows? Uh, any other thoughts about any of this before um, we wrap this it up? This, it, this is not a complete thought. This is just one of those weird things that I remember reading about a long time ago when I first saw the movie in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, it, it just that. Uh, how do I phrase this so it actually sounds a lot more interesting than what it really is? How do I do that? I don't think I can. Schultz was a dentist prior to this, and then he, he's going after the Brittle Brothers and Candy. Dentist, Candy, bad for oh, teeth. Brittle. Oh, Brittle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually kind of interesting. Makes sense. Is that a thing that he usually does with his characters? Like, has like little know. themes hidden in there? I don't know. I feel like probably. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I do the colors mean anything from Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, Reservoir Dogs was all about color, so. I, I can't, I don't know, I can't do his other yeah. movies and the snakes. I think. The snakes, snakes and Kill and, Bill. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there was something that happened in Inglorious Bastards that I cannot put together right now. Yeah, I don't know. Christoph Waltz is in that movie, too. He is. And, and he won an Oscar that, for that that's movie as well. That's a bingo. That's a bingo. It's like a reward. Oh, you guys didn't talk about all the TikTok shit that came out of this movie. There's TikToks Wait, from TikTok? Django? I'm on well, the wrong I guess there's meme stuff. There's a, um, it's like a reward always pops up on TikTok. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've seen that. I'm not like I'm Mr. Not, then, I'm not on TikTok. Um, I don't know. And then um, Leo at the end of the table with the... Oh, the, that, yeah. yeah. That's just yeah. a regular meme. That's oh, just yeah. A regular. Yeah. I didn't see all the boys. Yeah. I, I feel like we didn't you talk about that. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. That's another yeah. popular yeah. one. I, I feel like we didn't talk enough about that. I think, I think some of that's the best act in the movie. Like, I, I just liked, I liked Leo's character in interacting with those other characters. I liked a lot of the dialogue in those scenes. The dinner scene's so good. When he comes back in with... The fucking skull and talks talking about starts talking about phrenology. I wasn't like super familiar with what phrenology is, and I did a deep dive on that, and it makes sense 
it makes sense given the connotations that phrenology has and like the the it, it's history historical use uh has a lot of really connected with leo's character no i did not it just it was it was just interesting <laughs> i was just re- listen i read a lot of shit in the last phrenology was a roots or... album was it not I'm just yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the one with um. It's got with like the, the head with, with the, yes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got all the like words uh, in between the, name the parts of the brain. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, you know, pseudoscience. It has it has history. You know, with being you know a race a racism tool and stuff. So, um, I thought it you know finding out that deeper context after the fact, I think made that scene a little bit more powerful. Uh, and how they used that stuff in there, um. Yeah, I don't know. I also thought it was really weird the way that he kissed his sister a lot. It it was a little weird. Thing. It was the South. Oh, yeah. I think that's I think weird. that's just like another shot at the South as well, though. It's like, a shot know, at like, the South. Yeah, that's it. So like, bizarre. You know. So bizarre. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I this is another thing that has not much to do with anything aside from our earlier conversation. Does a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio ever end? Happily for Leonardo DiCaprio, the beach. No. The beach. I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. So I could just be saying a noun, and it could be a movie. It could not be. I have no idea. <laughs> no. I'm thinking I mean, about beaches, which is not him. No, definitely no, not that one. Oh, no. beaches, the movie you had to watch in Sister Ruth's religion class. Yeah. Also, not a not, also mm-hmm. not a happy ending, right? Yeah, also that's not a happy ending. ending. Yeah, right. I don't know what that movie's about. I skipped that. I didn't have that class. Yeah. Um, uh, someone had AIDS, I think. No, you're thinking something different. Did he have AIDS in that? I know they like one of them died. I don't know. Maybe it was cancer. So, hey, I think you're thinking of Forrest Gump, right? No, I'm thinking about Philadelphia, but that's again, Philadelphia. Like a uh, Everything Tom Hanks says is a is a stitch. Anyways, that was early Family Guy, Brendan. That was early Family Guy. You you're mixing you're mixing like stream conversation in with podcast conversation. I can't follow the threads. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Said threads. How did did the Howard Hughes film end? That the uh, the fact that he did not win an Oscar for that movie, like the scene where he starts freaking. Do you guys ever see that movie? No, I don't think so. Oh man, bits and pieces of it on TV. Did anyone just see what I picked up or no? No. All right, I picked up one of the games and it definitely went on the camera. I just wanted to make sure you didn't see it. (laughs) All right. Well, with all that being said, Wolf, no... Wolf of Wall Street. Does that he end go to well jail? for it? I don't. Yeah, I didn't know. That, that guy's still he's around. Still, he's still alive. Yeah. He's still alive. He makes TikToks. Yeah, I was gonna say he makes TikToks. <laughs> um, all right, I guess. I'll give it to you. That that brings us to everyone's favorite new segment, which is what's in the box. And if you're a new listener, you don't know what's in the box is every week at the end of the show, I pull three games off of my shelf. The panel here has to listen to me, read the back of the box and guess what the game is. Whoever gets it first gets a point. We keep score all year long. And right now Todd is in first place with four points. Dom right behind him with three points plus a maybe one point. Who yeah, but, knows? Yeah, but didn't I get screwed with something? Yeah. I don't even remember what it was yeah. anymore. I don't remember what it was I, either. I, I don't remember I like what the, the game was. I like that the tables have just turned and it's like the exact same I know. <laughs> but I don't even remember what the game was. I don't, I don't know. Either. I'll have to listen to the episode I think you, you you called out a Call of Duty before Brennan actually yes. picked up a game. Oh, yeah. But that's, beca- that's, but that's because Dom got what was happening. I picked three Blizzard yeah, games. He had already done two Call of Duties in a row. Dom understood the assignment. I get it. All right. Dom's in, Dom was looking for the, he was playing the meta game. He fucking he he cracked the code. He deserves the point in my opinion. Anyways, uh, 
Dom with three, Mike with two, and I got one stump. Again, I don't want stumps, but you know, I gotta keep track of them. Gotta know, I gotta know when 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 the gang fails. So without further ado, the first game tonight, what's in the box? This spells war. Wow, this is like very difficult to read. This is very bad text. Hold on. Oh, it's an Xbox 360, Xbox One game. Uh, it looks like a Switch game. I thought. All right. I just want to make sure case. no one can see this. I just want to make sure yeah, no unless, unless he's holding more than one in his hand. I was holding all three in my hand. Uh, all right. Well, there's one of them's an Xbox game. <laughs> uh, this spells war. Out of blank and on the run, fight blanks, blank blanks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't screen these games, FYI. Uh, Fine. Battle terrifying magical creatures. Mm-hmm. Use connect to oh. cast spells in 22 unique single and two player challenges. And I will say, you need almost the full title for this game. There's one thing I'll give you, Leo. On it, made you don't for connect. It. it was made for connect. Like, could you I, play did it? Did I say connect? that? Did I say that? Just... I don't. Do you want me to answer that question? Oh no, I didn't know if, you, if that's what I thought you said. No, he he said that the Connect was involved, but this could be like oh, a, an Xbox port. I mean, I can like... I can look at the if you'd like me to answer that question, I can answer because I know the answer. Yeah. Would would the panel like the answer to that question? I'm going to give you sure. the answer. The Connect sensor is optional. I don't know if that helps you. I don't know how that would help you. It does not. Didn't I? Didn't figure it would. It's not Connect Sports. No, there's I no, guess, there's no magic in Connect Sports. This spells war. W-A-R. Good. Out I of like blank it. and on the run. Fight blanks. Blank blanks. Battle terrifying magical creatures. Use connect to cast spells in 22 unique single and challenges. So I'm going to ask a question. It's. (laughs) It's all. Mass Effect 3 had optional. You could like you could command your team to do stuff with the Connect. Madden you could play with the Connect too, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Weird. There there was a lot of Connect functionality for a brief window of time. There's gonna be something that like you would play too, so like it like rules out some I was like thinking like I mean, a Harry does Potter. Does it have to be some does it have to be well, something I, was, I, I would like play? Thinking, no, like, it was like a shit that's wrapped up. Uh I'll give you a clue. This game is out of the packaging. But does that oh, mean I played goodness. it? I don't know. I don't yeah, know if right, I right. played it. Might have just installed it to get an achievement for it and then put it on. I don't know. Who's to say? Yeah, I get nothing on this one. That's all I got for the back of the box. I can give more revealing clues. I don't know if that will help you. I feel like it will not help me, but I mean, feel free. I mean, I'll take one more clue, but I think this is probably going to be a stump. Um, the game I am holding is on the Xbox 360, but this is a multi-platform game. That doesn't help anything. Um, it is 
It is a game that is... Uh, I don't know how to answer this, actually. It's an EA game. An EA magic game. That is two-player, sometimes, maybe. You can play with two players. Yeah. Is it Rabbids? Uh, it is not Rabbids. And you're out of that's blank. Also not, that's Very also important. not a full title. You need the full title for this. Yeah, game. I know. I, I mean, I don't... You are out of so blank I will say, if someone, if someone says, like, oh, is this a Rayman game? I'm not gonna... I'm just gonna say you're wrong. It doesn't mean it's not a Rayman game. I'm just saying you didn't give me the title of this game. Have I played this game? Has anyone here played this game, do you think? You said it's an EA game? It is an EA game. Uh, I feel like, for some reason, maybe Todd has played this game? But, I will say, this is a game that you should be able to figure it out. All three of you. Yeah, I got nothing. Is this a franchise? Hmm. Yes, I mean, because you don't feel he like... said he said he said you have to be specific, which means that there's other games that have a that similar title. title. That's okay. true. Or maybe it's a licensed game. Mm. But it's like magic. I can't even think of magic games. Like, yeah, I I would say Harry Potter. Potter. Well, Harry Potter games were made by EA. I'm pretty That's sure. What I'm saying Harry Potter is like the only thing I can think of, but. I don't know any of the Harry Potter games. Harry Potter and I, the yeah, Half-Blood I guess, Prince. I guess Harry... It, no, it would have to be Deathly Hallows because he would be out of something and on the run from Voldemort's Death Eaters, I think. It, it also it also doesn't matter because Brendan wouldn't have bought a Harry Potter game. So. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, Brendan, you know what? Fuck you guys. Game. I'm giving this to Mike because Mike said the title even though he didn't say it. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. What? You have a Harry Potter game? When... That's why I didn't say Harry Potter because I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, Mike, said, Mike, Mike said the title. Yeah, but he wasn't mixing that. But that's why I said well, you need almost a full title because I, I didn't expect you to say part one. Deathly Hallows. What did you think of the game? Was it really good? <laughs> I don't even know. That's like that's like a game you probably bought because you had Connect and you were like, I want to see if how this works on Connect. You know? I don't know why exactly I bought this game, but I did play probably it a little Connect. bit. It is not it is not a good game. Um but there you have the first game goes to Mike. Uh I really thought it was gonna be very obvious. When Mike was asking specifically about the possessive on that, I was like, Oh, Mike fucking knows. Yeah. No, and then when, you, and then when you started you to break, like Guardian Leviosa or something, when like you that, started to break it like, down, oh. I mean, I, this spells war. Use a connect to do twenty-two spells. I'm like sitting here, like, how is no one saying Har- the word Harry Potter right now? Like, how is no I one saying? No Harry Potter early. I yeah, Todd said it early, and then he immediately said, "There's no way Brendan has a Harry Potter game." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would we think that you have a Harry Potter game? Listen, this is why this this is why this game is this 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 is why what's in the box is so good is because i really could have anything on these shelves you have no regard for your cash (laughs) same i'm I'm right there with him listen this is what happens uh game number two what's in the box mike takes the first point of the night no hope left the world is in turmoil the blank has spread to epidemic proportions the bioterror threat looks to lead humanity 
into a chilling end of days. Um, you need the full title for the next two games, this and the other game. When all the goodbyes... Oh. You gonna say something? You gotta get a little guess. I was, was gonna say, is that it? <laughs> That's all I was gonna do. And then you started going. When all the goodbyes have been said and all hope seems lost, one final struggle begins. Featuring four unique scenarios and four gameplay styles. Enter the darkest corners of the world alone. Or with up to four players online. Oh, I feel like this is going to be that Resident Evil game that was something. I can't complete that thought. What was the first thing you said again? Sorry. No hope left. Resident Evil Raccoon City. That is not a title of a game, a full title of a game, and it is not that game. Welcome to Raccoon City. It is not Operation Raccoon What's City. What's the name of that game? Operation Raccoon City. It is not. Ooh, that was game. that the terrible one that we both bought? That, like, yeah. Oh, yes. Man, and so it's bad. funny that you said that because that was next to this game on my shelf, and I almost picked it up. But Does I had he a... have his stuff in alphabetical order? I do not. <laughs> I wish. I'm not. I I don't have. I might do that at some point, but it is not like that currently. That's too much work. So the things on my shelf, the only stuff that is has has any sort of reasoning to where it's stacked on my shelf are the Halo games, the Mass Effect games, and the Gears of War games. So if you want to make the leap anytime I pick one of those, if you think I pulled them all off the shelf at the same time, there's that. Oh, Otherwise, the rest of my Gears shelf of doesn't have a... No. Gears of War judgment. The world... The world ends with you. No. The world is in turmoil. The blank has spread to epidemic proportions. See, that, bio- that second sentence is what I feel like mm-hmm. sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The bioterror threat looks to lead humanity into a chilling end of days. What year? Can we, can we, can the unanimous everyone say what year? What year? Is that the one you want to go with first? Yeah, I, mean, I want to go fine. with that. As long as I get unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. Bioshock yeah, Infinite. Okay. Was also Bio- next to this game on my shelf, not what I pulled. Bio- very show. bizarre. Dom's fucking zeroing in on this. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. He's zeroing in. None of the games were related, or were they? I don't know. Is Bioshock and Resident Evil? No, I, I think I think I think I would know the back of Bioshock Infinite. I, I don't think I think that would be an easy one for me. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's the next game I pulled. Maybe I pulled three games in order. I don't know. Uh, year. Let me see if I got a year here. It looks like this physical copy for the Xbox 360 says 2004. I feel like that's wrong, though. Oof, that's fucking deep. Let me Google. Let me Google the actual date for this. Mike's listening to the finger presses on my keyboard to to fucking zero it in. It's like, uh, all right, how many keystrokes? It's going to be 15 characters long. 2012. Oh, 2012, okay. The game I'm holding is on the Xbox 360. This game is multiplayer. That means there's a license in 2004. Uh, 
Ignore, ignore the 2004 because I'm. It's very small text. I'm trying to read it without pulling the no, game. It's connected the to something. Though. It's connected I, to it, something. Yeah, though. I think it's just like, like, the Dolby Digital license or something. It's not. It's not important. 2004 does not mean anything to this game. Damn, I thought I thought this would have been, you know, at least at least guessable. At least you know, round of. I'm blanking. Yeah. I, my brain is not functioning. I, I think Mike said guess. Left 4 Dead do. He is incorrect. Left 4 Dead. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, I, I said there. both. I said oh, both. you did? Oh, okay. I didn't know you said both. Last of Us. No. That's a good guess. No. Um, did I Did um, I not say that I'm holding an Xbox right? 360 game? Oh, yeah, you oh, did. Yeah, you did. Jesus, yeah, but it is multi-platform. Um, this copy is two discs, but the second disc is just the voiceover pack. Probably not a clue that will help you. No. Good. Uh, well, it does help me because I was going to say Plants vs. Zombies. I can't imagine that having is, a voiceover it, pack. It, it is not it does. That. Plants vs. Zombies Garden this, Warfare. This Boom. game is rated M, featuring blood and gore, intense violence, nudity, mm. strong oh. language, and Killzone? suggestive themes. Not Killzone. Wasn't Killzone a PlayStation game? PlayStation, yes, yeah. it is. Was it? Mm-hmm. What's the... What was the name of that game? I... I'll give alone you another the, hint. And this side. should be a this should be a what'd you say? I said alone in the dark. Red faction. Red Not faction Red was faction. the game I was thinking of. I feel like this might be too big of a hint, but I'm gonna give it anyway, because this episode is mostly about movies and not video games. The franchise that this game is from was mentioned at some point during this episode of the podcast. Good thing I don't listen. Yeah, I don't listen to the show. Uh, that means it would have been said in like the last ten to fifteen minutes like, because we like talked I about said. Django for an hour. No, like I said, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help me. I still don't listen to the show. The franchise was mentioned. If I oh, if I if I unblur out the one noun that I blurred out, it will just do it. It will it will, the, it will give the, you the franchise the immediately. The Hold on, let me. Uh, I have the, the sentence with the blur out. Remember last week when he coughed, he burped right into the microphone. Yeah, last week was. <laughs> oh, that's that's fine. That's what Howard Stern does that all the time. That's fine. Um, the world is in turmoil. The blank has spread to epidemic proportions. The bioterror threat looks to lead humanity into a chilling end of days. Oh, twenty-eight days later. No. <laughs> twenty-eight weeks. Twenty-eight later. weeks later. Damn it. Dead rising. Nope. Ooh, that sounds, that's Dead a good franchise. Too. But we Dead didn't Rising. talk about I mean, that yet. Days, the, the rom-com. Oh, yeah, we, we actually didn't talk about that. What am I saying? Yeah, I keep on forgetting. See, I told you I don't listen. I think this might have to go on the stump pile, uh, and I, I really am sad about it. it. Yeah. I thought these were all fucking slam dunks. Easy ones. Hey, it's, not, it's not doing a good job. It's fine. They'll put it in the stump pile. That's fine. Resident Maybe. Evil. Resident Evil. Zero. Resident Negative. Evil Code Veronica. Negative. Resident Evil. One. No, no, that would, wouldn't have been 2012. Remake. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of other franchises that we've talked about that would make sense for this game. You know? The fuck did we talk about, though? Like, well, how funny would it be if it was Harry Potter and the Julie Pickles Part 2? It is not Bioshock. No, definitely not Bioshock. Well, we talked about it, so I had to bring the other games up. Yeah, I will say 
I will say, no, I guess that doesn't really matter. I don't know. I don't know what else I can say without just flat out giving you the game. I don't know. So, I think you throw it in the stump. Throw it in your stump category. Are we are we collectively stumping this, or do we have something we say, in the tank? What here? other franchises are we talking about? <laughs> I here's what I'm gonna say right now is that I don't care if you throw in the stump pile because I feel like even if I I'm gonna be I feel so like bad. I'm probably after. at the point where I would know the franchise, but I'm never gonna know the full title of any game, so I don't really care that much. Like hey, there's I, points I still on the board to be had, Mike. There's points. I still here. feel, I still feel pretty good about picking a Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know any of the titles besides one, two, three, four. Oh uh, wait, Village. Resident Evil Five? No, Mike. Okay. <laughs> Resident Evil Six. Because Resident Evil Five had like. <laughs> it's so bad at this game. Oh my god! <laughs> you know that when I just said Resident Evil Five, I pictured Six. I'm such an idiot. Like I literally was trying to say Resident Evil Six. God he omitted. We should have just, should've just gone through the numbers first. That was yeah, so stupid. Just As you did when you stopped. City. When you stopped, I was like, "Huh? Why are they not saying more Resident Evil games?" You didn't even the, the Resident Evil games that you guys mentioned besides Raccoon City weren't fucking 360 games. You were naming like PS2 games. I don't know. Dreamcast I only played. Games. I only played Leon's well, campaign. No, because the, so the, the didn't the one two three collection come out for 360. And they get remastered for their probably it's Xbox one. maybe Xbox yeah. One. Yeah. Alright, the final game. Dom can count on me to do the legwork and pick out something and then well, he can just trying to work on <laughs> You can you can just work from there. Final game of what's in the box. I mean to be fair, to be fair, we got to Harry Potter because I said Harry, the Harry Potter games are EA games, and you said, <laughs> Well, it's gotta be definitely Hallows. <laughs> final game of what's in the box there's no you know what score update Todd Dom just joins you with four points and Mike so close close with three points there you go hey we're we're still in the first month of the year I mean let's settle down a little bit we're about to wrap up the first month of the year and we have them ahead because I have an extra. That's true. We also, we also like, we haven't even started getting into guest season. So, like, you're going to have guests right. coming on stealing those points. That's so, fine. There's no help coming. A massive deep space mining ship goes dark after Dead unearthing. Space. Dead space. Dead space. Too. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was quick to the draw there. Yeah. I had to say two just in case because I was like, I, I assumed it was one, but no, it popped. It popped into my head like right away. As like as soon as he started saying, I was like, "Fuck, what's the name of that game?" Dead Space. Yeah, right. That uh, that really. Oh, I, ironically enough, it's kind of bad because I've been replaying one on Xbox recently, so that's the only reason why that like came so quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was the was the mining ship too big of a giveaway? Huh? Yeah. Well. Okay. I, and my, my first instinct was going to be to go to Mass Effect, and then you said the mining ship, which because when you jump, like, when you start into. that game, you like are literally on a ship that's abandoned, that like everyone's dead yeah. basically. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that game holds up, by the way. Like Dead Space One, I don't know how old that game is, but that fucking game really holds up well. The Resident Evil Six was next to Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City on my shelf. Just coincidentally, I don't I'm just pissed that I meant Resident Evil Six, and I said Five because Five is a fucking horrible co-op one. Well, no, it was good co-op, but it was bad if you played by yourself. 
So this is if 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 things stay this way, this is gonna be a pretty spicy season of what's in the box because as we're closing out January, Todd is in first with five, Dom is in second with four, Mike's right there, hot on those heels with number three, with three points in third place. And uh you know if, if you keep pulling Harry Potter games, me and Todd are never gonna get yeah, them. So. Right. <laughs> they're they're I try to keep it in the realm of you know, no, these are things you I can like get. That. Keep it crazy. Yeah. Keep it like all over the place. Listen, yeah. a Harry Potter game, like, I feel like the back of that box I was, was not super difficult. I was that you would never, that's, never that's the only reason why. Well, so, that's, like, that's why, yeah. I feel like I shouldn't reveal this, this tidbit of information, but I feel like I'm going to plant this seed now because I feel like it's going to have ripple effects throughout the season. No, I think that makes sense because I feel like there's a plenty of games that you bought that, like, you never touched or, like, yeah. So, like What I've been thinking about is... I'm gonna just start buying random fucking games to have on the shelf, so that way, I mean, worst you case don't scenario, fucking you can, know. Like, you can Google back of the box and like we don't we we have a long no, way before at that point, but there will definitely free. be a point where I am pulling up you know digital box art and yeah. stuff, uh, and you know maybe if we're doing like a retrospective episode, maybe we're pulling up. Yeah, didn't you do three N sixty four games? Yeah, yes, I did. I pulled those so up for that. That'd be dope. Um, so, you know, I, I could see at some point, oh, you know, maybe we're talking about Pokemon this this episode. Maybe I'm pulling up fucking, you know, a Game Boy back of the box. Who knows? Who's to say? You never know. But I want to keep everyone on their toes. But I guess that's where we'll we'll call it for the evening. So thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Episode one. Nope. I looked at the clock and not at the actual uh, number of the episode, which is 297. Thank you for listening to episode 297 of the Past Control podcast. Actually, what am I doing? PTC Movie Club February Dom, what is your pick? Oh, uh, um, don't do it! So don't, don't do it! I think my plan is so I had promised that I would try to keep them somewhat like nerdy going forward. Okay, okay. For they're all going to be musicals, so I think for oh. my first pick, I'm going to go with a film that has uh, the actor cast as Wolverine. Greatest Showman. I knew you were gonna pick that movie. I fucking knew it. God damn it! This is the greatest show. I knew it. I, but, I mean, to, be, to be fair, I, to be yeah, fair, I, I could have gone later on this, but it's, Amanda, it's Amanda's all be the Amanda's show. all excited. She just went like this, just like because yep. <laughs> he's never yep. seen it. Yep. God damn it! God damn it! Any of you guys seen it? No, I have not. I just know Zend- I just know Zendaya's in it in Wolverine. Yeah. Yep. And Zendaya. That was gonna be my next uh, yeah. acting pick. So but. I'll see it because of Zendaya, and that's it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's, so all the embellished, it's all the embellished story of P.T. Barnum. Okay. Alright. Alright. Mm-hmm. Dude, so, before you even said when you said you were doing musicals, I knew that I I, I saw re- go back and I was like, does he already know what I'm gonna pick? <laughs> <laughs> I like I had that thought, but yeah, I'm actually surprised. But yes, it has it has some earworms in it. It's got um some actors that we care about. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited. February's pick, greatest showman. Greatest showman for February. So. Uh, if you're new to the show, we'll watch that movie this coming up in February, and we'll talk about it in the last episode of February. So if you uh, want to, it's streaming. Yeah, that's a good idea, Mike. Look Disney that Plus. up. It could be a... streaming on Disney Plus. Oh, is it a Disney movie? Uh, it's a Fox movie. Gotcha. Okay. Well, then there you go. There you go. Is, is, it, is it? Yeah, it is on. Disney it's Plus. on Hulu too. If you have a yeah. premium. Well, there you go. So. Like I said, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 297. If you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, you want to help support the show, you can do that in a bunch of different ways. The easiest way and the freest way to do that is to share us on social media, 
leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or or Spotify or wherever uh, you know podcast reviews are able to be left, and you know follow us on social media, follow us on Twitch, where where whatever you want to do. I don't know. This beer is kicking in. I don't really care. Uh, I do care, but also you know do you? I don't. It's not, it's not up to me. I don't make your decisions. Uh, you can follow us at Pass Controller. You can follow me at Groom. You can follow Mike at underscore Mycopath. You can follow Todd at Toddy underscore by underscore nature. And you can follow Dom at PTC underscore one little spark. And again, thank you all so, so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 297. Until next time.